you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 I'm back. Yes, this is episode number 72. We are recording on September 5th for release on September 6th. Uh, not too much happening in Overwatch right now, so we're going to talk about our Season 6 openers, uh, what's going on with Roadhog, you know, kind of the state of Roadhog, no new changes, but you know what we're seeing out in the wild of Roadhog. We're going to talk a little bit about the meta and more evidence about how it's not the gospel <laughs> a bit, and uh, we're going to talk... The problem with bronze and silver, something we've kind of already touched on, but there's a forum post that came up recently that kind of drives the point home. So we're going to get into that again. Plus, we have a bunch of weekly updates. Before we do that, I would like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thanks for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, we do, t- yeah, welcome. We do talk Overwatch news, competitive, and some esports. But our, our general focus of the show, the main focus of the show, is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk those items, it's mostly focused around the community and the state of the game. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you can Im- you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio. And you can also join us on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons and uh, join our conversations on there throughout the week. Uh, we do have some community feedback this week. Another iTunes review from Priest. Actually, I should have looked to pronounce his name a bit more better because I'm like, how do you pronounce that? Priest Doctor uh, DRSGO. Sorry, because like, you're in Discord. He is in Discord, but I've never had to say his name out loud. I just call him Priest, but I pronounce it Priest Diago. I don't know. Yeah, could have just read it wrong the first time, or that could just be what he had to type in to have it work in iTunes. Maybe, yeah. I know. I, I when I see him, I, I I recognize the first piece, but I don't. I don't know how to pronounce that. So sorry. <laughs> I'm the priest. Yeah, he's priest from Discord. Uh, but yeah, uh, he thank you for the iTunes review. He wrote great host, except Bob because his butt is too big. Great discussions. Uh, I think we can all agree that Bob's butt is too big. For the record, don't do it. Don't. Okay, he's gonna do it. Okay, it's no this butt. The, it's a little butt. This is a great example why people don't let, watch the stream. <laughs> <laughs> of what's going on? Bob just showed his butt on stream. So, <sighs> also in the, in our from our Discord crossover experienced a bit of a bug on King's Row last week. Uh, he says that uh, he experienced a bug on King Row where the enemy almost capped but didn't. When we switch sides to attack, sorry, that's my watch talking. <laughs> sorry about that he says when we switch sides to attack we pushed the payload all the way to the end the switching sides graphics appeared and we were back on defense the enemy team capped and we weren't able to and we went and when we lost 4-3 
Yeah, so I, I haven't seen anything else about that. A good thing to and point out is he's on console. Yes, he is on console. That is true. Uh, oh, actually, um, he's in the chat right now. Were you playing on console at the time? Because he also was on PC. He does have a PC account, too. Oh, why has he never played? Well, are you friends with him on I guess on he just PC? doesn't like me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it... it I haven't heard anything about it. I have not seen it. So I don't know if this is one-off or other people seeing it, but just be careful, I guess. I mean, if you've come across it, there's nothing you could do about it. It's not like Blizzard is going to revert your loss, right? Or turn into a draw. I have so, seen where they just don't count it. Like you don't right. lose SR. All right. Well, he he says that he was on console at the time. So just uh, keep an eye out on that. Uh, also, Tragic Zach in Discord, he uh, he had some feedback about our conversation regarding Roadhog, about how, you know, Roadhog, it, Roadhog would have been better off, you know, when he had the one shot, if he would have, there would have been some type of warning when he was going to hook. Similar right to now. Doom. Yeah, similar to Doom. I'm like, okay, fine. I, I can kind of roll with that. His idea was that Roadhog, you know, his hook has a wind up, and the longer you wind up, the longer the hook, yeah, you know, the reaches. The further it goes, which I thought was a great idea, which is very similar to Doom, how far he goes and how much and how much damage. Right. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally not against it, but I'm still of the mindset that the the the, uh, the Roadhog footsteps were were a good enough warning. But I'm definitely not against that. I do think it's a good idea, regardless of whether or not you have the footsteps or not. It would have been a pretty cool mechanic, and I think we would still have Old Hog. If, uh, you know, maybe they would have had something like that instead. So yeah, uh, I thought that was a really cool idea because. Like if you're close to a hog, he should get the hook, you know what I mean? But if you're fur, far, far away and you could actually hear that winding up, you'd be like, I need to hide just like you do with Doomfist. Why he doesn't get long, long range punches because you hear it and you, you you just dodge it really, really easy. So I thought that was a really cool idea. He would have he would have to be changed back to where he can one shot though two hundred point heroes, or else you'd just really be nerfing him. <laughs> yeah, if they changed yeah. the way he is now and changed it to that, then it'd be just. Ugh. At this point, it's kind of too late, right? That's the thing. Like it, it would have been great while they would have. It would have been great at the time, but now it's just too late for that to matter. We have a new hog now. There's a new hog meta. <laughs> a new hog in town. Yep, pretty much. Bob, how has your week in Overwatch been going? Man, my week's been good. Yeah. Uh, so I started off last week. I I uh, did the the podcast six stack with the the uh, usual suspects. Wicked from Overplay. Totally drunk from Heroes Never Die. Mel me. Priest Joran from Overplayed, and uh, we didn't have as much luck as we normally do. We went about, I think I went four, two, and one with them, and then I had to go. I don't know what I had to do. I had to do something that uh, later on that night, but uh, it was okay. I finished up placements with that guy. I, uh, I don't know what, it, I ended at like five, four, and one, and I placed at like 2100s so about what i expected with uh with him i was a little worried it would place a little high um 
but it worked out good. And then I did my solo placements exclusively on Lucio. I went eight and two, and I might have went 10 and one had I not played two games intoxicated Saturday night. And those are the two that I lost. But uh, I got placed at 29. 89 on him about 150 sr higher than i ended last season so tonight i came home and won one game got to 3005 so i hit diamond on the solo guy on my main account i went six four and one and i placed at 27 23 maybe 27 something low 2700s and then yesterday i went on a, a winning streak with jack melissa and tank zord from the cavalry and uh, then i also played two games with jack today so i'm sitting at 2977 on my main so i'm in diamond i'm close to diamond with another and my practice character is in the elo he belongs in so I had a good I had a good week. How about you, Ja? Uh, well, <laughs> the whole purpose of me getting my Smurf was so I could be keeping it in a low elo and help uh people uh, you know play with some uh some fans and uh that work out for you. and uh help people up. You know, I will do everything I can to be in low elo except throw games. Like I won't throw games. Right, I will pick off characters. I'll pick characters I normally don't play. I'll pick characters that may I may not necessarily be the best at. Well, and you even just, took one from my book the other night, and that didn't yes. even work for you. Oh, dude, yeah. I so first of all, I placed twenty seven thirty five. This is me not trying to place in a, in a, in a high elo. And yeah, so I I actually went and came home on Saturday night. It was like two o'clock in the morning, I think, close to two o'clock in the morning. And I was uh I was definitely I had I had been drinking. Let's say I definitely had been drinking. And I get on the play Overwatch. I'm like, there's no way like, I can I can totally drop some SR tonight. Yo, I won every game, <laughs> every fucking game <laughs> that we played. Oh man. And not even like a struggle, right? Just a trouncing each time. I'm looking at like over Subo the next day. My stouts, my stats are outrageous. I'm like, how? <laughs> like, how did this happen? And I wasn't. It wasn't like playing somebody who's. I wasn't playing like a Winston or you know stuff like that. I was playing like Soldier McCree, you know stuff that needs like accuracy. <laughs> and I'm just like you know getting headshots. I'm like. This is not how it's supposed to go. Oh man! Whoops. Yeah. So, so my, you didn't my, expect everybody else to be drunk, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, my uh, my low SR my low SR account is not low SR anymore. And we'll see what happens when I play my main account. Like, watch my main account be even lower, even though I ended up higher last season. So, I mean, like with uh, according to the way the new SR system is supposed to work. I'm supposed to be at a higher SR on my main. I have not placed with it yet. Uh, my rules this season, it's no higher than three. Like, even a four stack is kind of, I think it's testing it. Like, last last season with the three stack, we did great. Almost like, like I won more of the three stack than any uh, grouping, right? When we started getting the fours and fives, especially six, like, we lost with six stacks all the time. Oh, five's even worse than six, I think. But, 
Four stack. I mean, I was a four stack almost the whole day on the main yesterday, and I mean, we just destroyed people, and we were just having a good time. Uh, all of our, we did have oftentimes where the two Q with us would lock both DPS, but you know what we did? We just picked support and he or support tanks, and we just carried. Mm. I yeah. I even was explaining to people how support could carry while I. D de- while I deleted people with Zenyatta. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because this, this is one guy. It, we were three Q at that point. It was just me, Jack, and Mel. And this guy was like, "Why don't I ever get to play DPS any uh, anymore?" And I was like, "Dude, learn from the Koreans, man. Like we tanks and heels carry. DPS Absolutely. can just be whatever they want." Absolutely. I think once I. Once I place with my main and we see where the main is, uh, if it's if it's higher around the same rank, I am going to focus on that account. And then on the Smurf account, I think I'm going to play support only like I like I'm not a good mercy and I think I'm just going to play mercy, <laughs> you know, to learn the character. It, 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 and and we'll see well what happens. Wait until the changes go through if you want to learn the character. She could be a lot more fun, in my opinion. Soon. Well, her utility is still going to stay the same for the most part, you know, healing properly, making sure everybody gets their proper heals. The problem I have with healing right now, and I did get a bit better toward the end of the last season with it. The problem I was having is that I usually get tunnel vision. Like once I see an enemy and my brain is programmed to kill that enemy and not necessarily to heal other people. But I had to, when I was playing Anna, I had to make sure that I was, even if I saw an enemy, I was still focusing primarily on my teammates. That's what I had to do. To yep. make sure that you my teammates to, actually survived. You have to retrain. I didn't play support almost at all, ever, until season five. And it turns out I'm a pretty damn good Lucio, man. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, pretty damn good. I was, when I, like, toward the end of the last season, I was doing all right with Mercy. But that was even, like, at a gold, low platinum level like i was keeping more people alive than i was before that's for sure like i would <laughs> when i would play anna before i was did i say mercy or anna i meant to say anna yeah, sorry said mercy. so when i was playing anna before <laughs> i'd be like killing enemies and i look up like okay let's move the cart and everybody else would be dead on my team <laughs> because i wasn't healing them <laughs> i was too focused on getting the kills so that was that's not the way to play Anna, folks. That's not how you want to play Anna, and that's how uh, you get your team tilted. Yeah, it's so not good. how you want to play Zen either, and it's really hard because Zen can put out some damage, but you always have to make sure you're watching the team. And I'm still working on that. Zen, I haven't worked on as much, but Zen and Lucio, I'm pretty good at, and Lucio, I'm damn good at. I didn't even know it until season five. I think Zen, at least to me, is a little is be is easier than Anna because with Zen, I see the notification money. I put the orb of harmony on them, and I can continue to focus on an enemy. Not to mention, part of the Zen's <sighs> utility is also paying attention to enemies and putting discords yep. on the right ones. You know, yeah, he's like, very uh, offensive based. I do, like, put, I I really like the combination of Zenyatta and and Winston. So, like, you know, if you Winston usually tickles other tanks, right? Like he kind of can make them back up <laughs> and stuff like that. But if you manage to get, yeah, <laughs> you manage to get your orb of discord onto a Reinhardt when he puts a shield down for a second and 
Winston hops in and starts to electrocute him. Whole different ball game. Same thing with Diva. You know, a Winston, uh, Winston Lucio, not Winston Lucio, but Winston's Zenyatta combo is really effective against these tanks that people really don't like. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that they they're saying are oppressive. So that's the thing. I I I, I do like that. But for Anna, it was just a it was just a, a trial for me. Um, Anna's tough, man. She's what most pros say is the toughest support to 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 play. As far well, as think, pick up, I mean, right? Well, can, lots of them yeah. will say Lucio has a really high skill uh, skill ceiling, but much easier to pick up. Right, because you just have to survive, and you can heal as Lucio. Yep. Uh, with Mercy, uh, not saying that Mercy is easy, but at the same time, like you can kind of just you can latch onto somebody and fall around. You don't have to necessarily be accurate. Yep. Uh, with with Anna, it's all about accuracy, uh, and even with Zenyatta, it's also about accuracy. But also about you know leading the projectiles and, and stuff like that. But he throws like he throws rocks at you like those, those things hurt. They they really they they, they the do right a lot of damage. Delete dudes, man. Mm-hmm. I love de- deleting tracers when they come around the corner. Or like McCree's, it feels so good. Yeah, I, my favorite thing as Zenyatta is when I beat out a Genji. And Zenyatta is like, I win this one, Genji. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that a whole lot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The, usually, you know, the I go for the ground, the ground guys that don't really mess with Farah and Genjis. I usually try and hit the McCrees, the soldiers. Try and go for the more, the high percentage shot, the one that's the, easier. Yeah. If I have the option, sure. But like, usually, it's an emergency. Like Genji's on top of me, yeah, so you okay. put the Discord on him. And if you have Discord on him, you only have to hit him a few times. You just have to make sure that he doesn't reflect, mm-hmm. hit reflect your stuff. So instead of, I think what I see a lot of people do is like as soon as you know Genji's on them, they just start shooting at him. And I'll usually wait to place the shot properly, hit him. Just place another shot, hit him, and then I'll, I'll see if he's going to deflect. And when his deflect is done, I hit him again. Not saying that I, I kill Genjis all the time, but against an okay Genji, I'm like 50-50. Genji should be winning that fight, folks. Like, Genji should be winning that fight a whole lot. Yeah, it might be a bad <laughs> habit, but I'm a, a left-click holder with, with Zen. So Ugh. I'll let go of it. When I don't want to shoot, but like when I put it down, I'm holding it in and just leading the shots. I, I mean, I do the same with Reaper. I don't click it each time. I just hold oh, it no. down. I make sure the reticle is in the right spot when it goes off. And then I let it go when I don't want to shoot. But I mean, basically, uh-huh. I think Soldier McCree are the only ones I click if I can think of. Just yeah, right I off don't, the bat, that's all I can think of. I don't hold it down. Uh, I definitely, I'm a clicker. I, I just. Every time, that's just I don't know. That's how, that's how I do it. That wor- that works for me. Uh, so you said you hit diamond on your solo account. That's today, right? Yep. I just I uh, came home, won one game, and hit diamond. Nice, congratulations. And was that your main or your Smurf? No, that's because your solo account. Yeah, it's so my not- solo alternate account that I just solo with. It was my first Smurf that I. First place in season three and plat. Uh, this is ah. the first place when games I did and I placed plat. My Smurf, it's not really my Smurf. He's just an alternate account that I use to learn other characters on. Sounds like it's your main now. Well, <laughs> I mean, well, my main account is 2977. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I won two more games with it. Yeah, I've, I've gained like 200-some SR yesterday. Nice. One heck of a run. Right, right. Yeah, I actually ended up, uh, I came across a, a cheater recently, and I lost two games to him. The first time I didn't recognize that he was cheating, because I actually didn't see him that much. And for a cheater, he's not a good, he wasn't very good. But this the second uh, the second game was when I noticed that his tracking on me was perfect, perfect. And then I didn't say anything, and somebody else said something. He's like, "Yo, that soldier is aimbotting," and I was like, "That's the same thing I thought." <laughs> I was like, "I don't think I, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to get the whole group tilted. Like, oh, the soldier's cheating, we're gonna lose." But even with him cheating, the, the diva diva in her current state was able to negate that. I mean, the guy never burst fired. Never. It was a steady stream of bullets, almost like he had his ultimate every time he shot. Huh. Like, there's no way. I haven't heard of any aim, uh, aim botters in a while, though. There's no way. I mean, it could, it could be a Smurf account, right? But I have. I, I don't even see Grandmasters shooting in that at that in that way <laughs> you know like like they're, like they're like you know like they're using their ultimate all the time it's absolutely fucking ridiculous and mm. i have i have the videos i submitted it to blizzard but he was using a toggle because before he turned the toggle on his mouse is moving back and forth he looks like a normal person and then when he starts shooting he toggles it and then the it just the uh the crosshair snaps to the middle of the body, exactly to the middle of the body, and he just holds the fucking trigger, and that was it. Okay. I had, I I had at least to, two instances on that. I have to look at that, because I haven't heard anything since they made that change to the uh, to the reds, where the reds fluctuate or whatever. Yeah. I, I think that heard it. Like, it was a big problem a while back, but I haven't heard anything in a while. I wonder if they've found a new way to cheat it. Yeah, so... Obviously, there's there's more than one at any given time. There's more than one hack, but the hack that that specifically affected was the hacks that were going for the edge of the body. And you, a lot of aim bots do that. They look for the edges of the hit boxes, and they will just hit the edge every every single time. And that's what that does. So by them ch- like slowly changing the color of the edge, that stopped that aim bot from working. And it's also uh, a bit less obvious those type of aimbots so maybe that's why you know these more obvious aimbots where it just it just locks onto somebody yeah and that's it all of the ones that i've seen and i've never been very good at tracking and i haven't seen a lot like i've seen the one widow that got that got banned like wally was in game because he was like watching uh watching youtube and Widow would be looking way over to the left and she'd snap 90 degrees and down 20 degrees and headshot. And then he'd look up again and then he'd go back to watching uh, watching YouTube and then it'd snap automatically and just shoot someone through a tree. I mean, it was nuts. Wow. And then the other one I saw was a seagull, uh, a seagull video where he had a tracking Zarya, and he was actually overseas at that time in Asia for something. I forget what tournament it was, but he was out there, and he was just playing normal comp, and the Zarya, I mean, was just, it was like robotic in the way she she followed him every way he went, and he actually ended up, he actually ended up winning that game. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he just stayed away from Zarya, killed everybody else, and then his team was able to take her out. That's funny. It was, yeah. pretty, it was pretty impressive. But I don't have a whole ton of experience with it, so I'm not really sure what to look for even. Dude, there's so many different ways. Like when I Back back in the day, we're talking like 2005, 2006, I used to. Back in admin, my day. Yeah, I used to admin for a site called Team Warfare. So some of the older people may remember that, but it was Team Warfare League. I used to admin there and do anti-cheat for Unreal and uh, Counter-Strike. And you just you get used to seeing like those types of things. Like, you know, you used to have uh, the wireframes where you could see that just as a crosshair was hitting, like touching the edge of a hitbox, it would fire, right? Mm-hmm. Or it snapped to the edge of a hitbox. It's, I don't get it, right? Like it's 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 a multiplayer game. Like why why like what what fun is it to cheat like that? What fun yeah, is I, it to cheat like that? Maybe when I was younger, maybe it would have been funny. I mean, it, it would have been funny. I think at that time, it's hard to imagine what I thought like when I was younger because I see some of the things I did when I was younger, and I'm just like. Who the fuck was that, man? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's hard to imagine what was funny back then, but right. I do. I do remember using game exploits in Ultima Online and taking people's hard-earned stuff and laughing about it. And to this day, I still think back. Like I still feel horrible for like the things that I stole from people using game exploits and. That was a real dick move. That's why. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I mean, it was a bunch. And I mean, I laughed about it and thought it was the funniest thing till later on in life when, I don't know, I guess I matured, changed as a person. And now I'm just like, why did I ever even do that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely understand. The, the most hacking I ever did was in StarCraft Brood War. And the only hack I would use would be to re- remove the fog of war. Mm-hmm. War. that's what i did i didn't do any like other unit hacks or anything like that um what was the starcraft 2 cheat if just if you're playing single player it was like all eyes on me or yeah it was I've something like eyes it. or yeah like and you can remove but you could do that in multiplayer as well i did that but you know what i was also very terrible at the game because i still lost matches <laughs> being able to see what was going on that's how bad of a brood war player i was until i started to take the time to figure it out to actually learn like i was like using the cheat and i still wasn't winning you know all that much so that's that was the only cheat i ever like re- i ever used in a multiplayer game um i mean other than that after you beat a game and you want to use some type of like cheat code or something like that to liven it up, that's whatever. But like, I was, I've never been like a God mode type of person, like put it into God mode and go play doom. Like I was definitely I, a doom God mode kid. I, I never understood why you'd want to do that because part of the fun of the game is surviving, you know, well, I just wasn't good at that age. Oh, okay. Well, I was, I'm trying to think like, I was definitely younger than you when I was playing Doom. So I mean, Doom. <laughs> yeah, you had to be way young. I'm trying to think. I played Doom like in seventh grade. All right. <laughs> so, oh, but yeah, I was just, I was just pissed. That I had to deal with that, and then on top of it, it took me a while to find out how to actually submit a an anti cheat report, like one that I can submit video evidence because I have an unlisted video on YouTube. That shows the guy cheating. 
that option's not readily available on their website. You know, even in the support website, it's not readily available. When you go to report a player option on the support website, it says report the player in game for cheating. But we, that doesn't do anything. We talked about that last week. <laughs> the support well, the, the report. I mean, it does really something do if you get 2,000 complaints. 2,247, Bob. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, like it doesn't, like, it really doesn't uh, do anything. Uh, thanks to Wicked from uh, Overplayed. I was like, she found the uh, the link to, for me for the hacks, and they clearly say on this on the website, you will not be notified of any actions taken. I'm just kind of like, see, get the glass ready, Dan, because this is why the community should be policing itself. Because at least with, with a hacker before in communities or in communities that can still do that, because you can still like you can still have your own Counter Strike server and stuff like that, so you can still have a global ban list, but. You would see, like you know, like if if a person was hacking, you would get there. Would there was, uh, you know, you get a feeling of justice because you would see them get banned, and you would see their names on global ban lists. And like Blizzard has that policy where you can't accuse somebody of cheating on the forums. Same thing with Bungie. Bungie does the same thing. You cannot accuse someone of cheating you on the forums. Yeah, shame them is what they call it, right? Yeah, you can't do that. And I get that because you don't. You, you you do have like you have to worry about the mob mentality and them saying this person cheated and then you, you, there's not sufficient evidence or somebody posts a video but nobody really knows what they're looking at and you have all these like you know vying opinions on it uh but at the same time it was like you know it felt really good to have you know cheaters were made an example of you know, back, you know, in, in those games or, or, or in games that the community could have a bit more control in it. And it would kind of keep, it wouldn't necessarily keep everybody from cheating. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't the 100% solution, but still at the same time, people would at least try to keep it secret, <laughs> you know, yeah. or less obvious or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, that's, that, that has been the, the dark cloud so far over my season six as being, you know, losing SR to a hacker. Like it already feel it already sucks to lose, right? It already feels bad to lose, but to lose SR to a hacker doesn't feel good at all. So let's hop into Roadhog though. Uh, nothing specific has happened with Roadhog, but at this point we've definitely seen uh, the effects of Roadhog's buff they gave him, which, you know, while he is healing himself, one, he can move. Two, he takes 50% less damage. Uh, what how, what have you seen, Bob? I don't know. I've seen a few that are tough. Uh, he is pretty tough to kill on certain characters. Even, I mean, even Reaper. Uh, if he's half-life and he starts hitting that vape, then all of a sudden it's really hard to get, to get him down. And then he turns. He can't, you know, he can't really hit his head. and it's been a little tougher. I played him a little bit too. Uh, certain maps found that I can't wander from my team too far, but he can really do some damage with with the team. the The couple times that I played him, I was I was number one damage with two actual DPSs on the team, and he 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 was packing a a wallop and serve and surviving pretty good. I don't really it's hard to tell how bad I was charging enemy alts, but yeah. <laughs> uh it and it was king of the king of the hill maps too. Uh ones where I could drop people off and stuff like like that also. So 
I don't know. I didn't try him on any payloads, but I don't know. I mean, he seems okay. He seems playable now, but I'd still rather have one of the other tanks, I think. Hmm. So I was, I have been able to convince three of the teams I've been on so far to not tilt <laughs> with me playing Roadhog. I'm like, look, just get a third tank. Roadhog's not really a tank anymore. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do a shit ton of damage. This is what we need. <laughs> this is what we need. Trust me. And basically every time I've had to pick him is because the other team, it wasn't Doomfist, actually. The other team had a great Winston. And that is why I've been picking Roadhog this season so far. I've actually seen quite a few good Winstons this this season. I'm and 6-0 on Winston. On my on Winston, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've definitely seen a, a, quite a few good Winston's, and when Winston is like hopping all over the place, just, it's just great to see him like fly off, and you just hook him as he's flying away and pull him right back to where he was. You know, like you really don't need to. The thing about like Winston is like even if he puts his bubble down, other other characters, you know, like if a soldier goes into the bubble. Winston's going to kind of pop out of the bubble and going to go back and forth and soldiers not going to get that much damage on him. With Roadhog, you only need a few shots on, on Winston. Mm-hmm. His hitbox is big. He's a big character. He And Roadhog packs a punch. So Roadhog, I I, I thought I was going to use him more as a Doomfist counter this season, but I've, I haven't really seen any good Doomfists. I've seen some annoying Doomfists, but they've mostly been handled by my team. But with with Winston, I I have definitely have seen the need to use Roadhog to put him under control. That's what I've been seeing with with Roadhog recently. The he still charged when I see an enemy Roadhog, I'm 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 charging up my alt. I think I said on last week's show. The thing about the Roadhog now is that you just have to stay away from him. He's dangerous when you're up close to him. Mm-hmm. The only person who I think may have a uh an advantage would be reaper because you can still cut him down and take and get health back as you're cutting him down while you're close to him but everybody else i would just get some distance on him soldier mccree you could do that and you could just charge for days he's such a huge target i would conserve your ammo when you're shooting at him because i have even on reaper when i'm reaper and it's roadhog and a roadhog is vaping as bob as bob said when he's doing that i just reload my weapons i kind of treat it like when zarya puts her bubble up i'm like okay reload my weapons and get ready for the next round and then i'm also watching for the hook too i'm watching you know i'm trying to make i'm trying to draw out the hook and and dodge the hook and if he tries to hook me and he misses then he's in a lot of trouble with me as reaper everybody else stay away from him and if you stay away from him, you can still com- completely charge all that's why i really don't he's going to have a hard time making it back into the regular meta for sure. Now Roadhog has been, people are are definitely picking hog on maps that have those gaps still. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot more people u- utilize the turn, the hook and the turn off. I've seen way, yeah, I've been seeing way more people yeah, do. use that now. I actually, <laughs> I was playing a wrist one during one of my placements. Actually, I wasn't playing a wrist. I was playing, I think I was playing Soldier. And this Roadhog hooked me and dropped me off the ledge three times. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go Arissa this game. 
And the first thing I did when I got back, he was in the same exact spot. I shot the graviton over to where he was. I just pulled him into the hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, okay, there you go. This is on the uh, yeah. this is on not Lijang. Yeah, Lijang Tower um garden. That's where I did that. And then after that, they kept trying to come in through the back. So I would just put the shield down in front of the door so he was completely nullified. He could not hook anybody in the group because that's all he was trying to do. And then I just kept using the graviton when he was out of position and pull him back to the hole and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Felt great. Felt oh, great. Orissa in that well. Oh yeah, that, that I, I do enjoy Arissa and the well. Uh, actually, I, I prefer Arissa for pulling people in. Now, even though sometimes it could be a little tricky with wh- how far they're gonna get pulled, you know, you just got you got to be careful. It has a lot to do with depth perception, you know. But Roadhog, I think he's in a better place than he was right before this this patch. Right, this definitely makes him more dangerous. Even before the the patch, I was playing him more as a DPS, and I think that's what he is. He's he's like a heavy DPS now. He doesn't have high accuracy, but if you can hit you know distance targets with the, with your secondary fire and hit closer targets with your primary fire, he does a shit ton of damage. He's still pretty it's, good at, at breaking up Reinhardt shields and stuff. It's still what he's always been. He's never really been a tank. I mean, he's never mitigated damage for anybody unless it's he mitigated damage in the way. He mitigated damage by killing the other people, by killing the other team. That's what I think. He that was eliminated the, threats. Yes, he eliminated threats. I think. Uh, I think he. Uh, that was kind of the, uh, the thing, and that they took that away from him. Now, if you have him, I think your main. You need to have a main tank with you. Like it's almost like having one tank. So you need to have Reinhardt or or Riss, uh, Reinhardt or. Winston, sorry. I think. I'm just looking at the chat. Like, um, crossover says that Arissa is really good at Winston, too. I agree. I definitely agree with that. Like, it's just that his bubble is, is annoying. And it takes up a wide space, too. So when he bubbles, it's kind of like, oh, I'm kind of ineffective for, the, for that next five seconds. But, um... Yeah, like when it comes down, when he has no bubble, especially with the new Orissa, I should have put that in the fucking show notes. How I've been doing with the new Orissa? Oh my god, that there was <laughs> that was one of those. She's pretty good now, dude. That patch for Orissa was one of those updates they did for lower ranking people that don't know how to play Orissa, and that higher ranking people or people who know player who play Orissa can totally just completely take advantage of. Because I was like before, I would have trouble kind of killing a Farah. Now it's it's not nearly as difficult to kill a Farah or somebody at a distance because the bullets just travel so much faster. You don't have to predict so much. I haven't tried you know, her yet. Oh man, she's great. The shield being bigger, it's great because now more. I'm finding that more people are coming in behind it and into it because. The sides are more protected, and I thought there was going to be a bigger problem. The whole choke. Yeah, I <laughs> thought there was going to be a bigger problem with Road, well, not Roadhog, but Junkrat and Farah breaking it. Not so much. I'm not really seeing that problem. So all in all, it's definitely a big Arissa buff. I don't think that she needed it. To be honest with you, it definitely does make her harder to deal with. I thought she was pretty hard to deal with. Uh, a decent Arissa anyway, because I mean the key to Arissa is just keeping the keep the fucking shield down, 
keep it down. When they made that buff so that the cooldown was fast for the shield, that's all they needed to do. I saw that 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 I thought that was fair, but apparently not. Apparently, Arissa didn't feel good enough, and they wanted her to be played more. So, thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks for that gift. <laughs> yeah, the, the DPS that I've been using is Junkrat and Reaper, who don't have a problem with Arissa, and then Genji, who just the point is just to stay away from Arissa and pick off the DPS and the heals, right. Like I've killed yeah. an Arissa with Genji Blade, but it's just because everybody yeah. else ran off. Right, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can, Genji can definitely kill an Arissa, but it is like, I think as a Genji or even a Tracer, to be honest with you, you're kind of wasting your time, like, because they have such high health pools, right? Yep. So that this thing, you, you should probably be going for the, for the squishier targets. I mean, don't get me wrong, if you already picked off the healers and the DPS, Fuck it. Why not yeah. kill the tank too? Uh, Genji is more is is kind of a big trouble. I do find so far Genji players have a harder time adjusting when they get pulled back by her uh, gravity well. Really? Like because they're expecting to be one place and they get pulled back into another place and it's kind of like uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's actually pretty cool. But yeah, Roadhog. I have played him. He is in a better state. I think the the change is good. Not necessarily what he needs to be a tank, though. I I consider him like more of a DPS. He's a damage dealer, you know. Yeah, that's what I always thought he was. At least now he can actually survive and keep doing damage. Yeah. So he's hard. I think if you're trying to get somebody to sit on a point and uh, you know, not you know, not move, key, like especially on King of the Hill. I keep the point alive for your team. Roadhog can do that well. He already has a high health pool. He can get his health back up. And then if he gets his ultimate, he can just sweep a whole team off of the point. So Roadhog is actually pretty good for that. But he the 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 the, the, the disadvantage of using Roadhog is still that he charges enemy ults pretty badly. So uh, let's move on to the 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 meta talk. So Omnic Meta, they released a report. Uh, for season five, the North American versus European versus uh, Korean meta. And I thought it was pretty interesting. To be honest with you, the report kind of just turns into US and EU versus Korean uh, meta because the US and the EU meta seems to be pretty similar. In some cases, there's, you know, differences uh, but they're, they're slight, like, you know, Soldier 7, like in EU, Soldier 76 was picked more than in the US, but it's only a slight difference. Whereas there's a major drop with, not a major drop, but I would say probably, what was that, about a fifth of a drop when it came to Soldier 76? Or Genji is a great example where in the EU, he's, he was used a bit more than the US, but in Korea, his, you know, percentage is up, what is that, at least 15%. You yeah, know? I'm I'm trying to get it to pull up. It doesn't like my my ad blocker. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Hmm. But I'm not. I, I run a I run Ghostery, and it's not giving me any trouble. But uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like Sombra is pretty low across the board. Bastion is pretty low across the board. Arissa very low in Korea, and we're gonna have all these in our show notes. But the, I guess the main the the the, the main thing is like. They they have a graphic here where they talk about the big the biggest differences 
like the, the the players or the characters have the biggest differences between NAEU and Korea. So in Korea, uh, it looks like Anna is preferred. She's the preferred support in Korea. She definitely has uh, yeah, Anna Lucio. Yeah, Anna Lucio. She's the, she's the preferred support. The difference in pick rate is twenty two percent between Korea and NAEU. Also, Genji is a character that is picked way more in Korea than anywhere else. That's an eighteen percent difference. McCree is picked more by twelve percent, and Hanzo is picked more by nine percent. In the US EU, Mercy is picked more by twenty percent. Zenyatta is picked more by sixteen percent. Uh let's say it was that Farris picked more by eleven percent, and Soldier is picked more by nine percent. And if you look at all the stats together, you can see that the Korean players don't actually favor always having two supports. And the US and the EU, it looks like that's that's a heavy, heavy, heavily, you know, uh, cemented meta. You want to have two supports. Yep. Whereas with Korea, they actually pick more defensive characters than the EU and the US. In place and, of one of the supports. In place of one of the supports. So I think that it looks like they... Uh, they rely on having higher health pools in general, I guess. And on top of that, the characters they, they choose to play are more mechanically demanding. Like, Anna is definitely more mechanically demanding than Mercy or even Zenyatta, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Genji is a high, is, you know, he's, he's mechanically demanding if you want to survive. Um, uh, McCree and Hanzo, right? Hanzo is a tilt character over here. Over there, it seems that he is, you know, you're like, oh yeah, Hanzo. No problem, bud. Come in this way. <laughs> yeah, you know, people so. should give Hanzo's a a chance, at least in platinum and higher. I, you know what? The, the problem with Hanzo, I guess I can only speak for myself here, right? I, I can't speak in one hundred percent. You know, in one hundred percent, like this is the problem with Hanzo. I think the issue is with the with the meta or the the, the characters that are ran in the in, in EU and the US. Hanzo doesn't really fit all that well, right? Like even if Hanzo's getting picks, if the team can't capitalize on that pick, you know, then that's 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 kind of a problem. You know, they like and then that may not necessarily be his fault, right? That's not his fault if the Hanzo's good and the Hanzo's getting picks. But at the same time, it is a team game. So you probably want to play a character that you can kind of get into the mix with your team a bit better. Does that make any sense? I don't know if he's getting picks. He's, I mean, you're you're winning the fight. You know what I mean? <clears throat> mm, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he's he can be getting picks. You can have a good Hanzo. You can have a Hanzo that has gold damage, that has gold eliminations. I'm not shitting on the Hanzo here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the Hanzo is is getting kills. But sometimes you need to pick a character that can, if your team needs that extra boost, like you know, they, the the team needs that extra support while they're in the middle of the fight. You might be better off there. Like, I think I, I was I talking to you, or did I say on a show last week? Actually, no, I didn't say on a show last week because this happened during the week where I I have played Arissa on attack on Temple of Anubis so many times, and I do well with her on Temple of Anubis on attack. The team wasn't so happy with that pick; they weren't one hundred percent sure. And on top, the 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 the, the big thing I got from that. What they were saying is that they don't know how to work with Arissa on attack in Temple of Anubis. So I switched to a D.Va, which made everybody a bit more comfortable. They know how to work with D.Va on attack 
with Tem- with Temple of Anubis. That's kind of what I'm talking about, right? Because if I would have played Orissa, I probably would have had you know silver damage, maybe gold eliminations. But if the team doesn't know how to work with my character in that case, then it really doesn't do anything. I've I've had games where I've had games where I'm cleaning up. You know, I'm cleaning up as Arissa or some other character that people don't necessarily want me to play. I've had games where I've played Bastion and I am just destroying in recon mode. Like I'm not I'm not even talking about going on a turret mode and and getting kills. Well, I'm in recon mode and I'm getting kills. But because the team doesn't necessarily know how to work with that, you know. I don't think it's because they don't know how to work with it. I think they're just ignorant. Cause I mean I I I like when I play Hanzo at the lower ELO. I'll be destroying. I'm on fire the whole time. Hanzo's going, I'm on fire. And the kill feed is filled with me. And then we get on to the defensive round. We've got four minutes left on the freaking two CP map. And they go, okay, Hanzo, can you switch? It's like, dude, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, if I wasn't here, we wouldn't have done it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's just, so I don't know. I think Arissa's stand behind the shield. Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but now I'm just giving an example of like what times when I've switched a character that I know I can do well with in certain situations. I just feel like that's tilt and you're, which is, I mean, fine to, you know, to keep your team from tilting, you change, but I don't feel like they couldn't play with them. They couldn't play with Orissa because diva right. is all over the place. Like, how do they know how to play with diva? You know what I mean? Right. Well, like if, if a Hanzo gets a pick, right, and the team's not necessarily like, so I'm trying to come up with a scenario here. Like, you know, a lot, I think a lot of the time the team, when they have a Hanzo, they're not necessarily paying attention to what the Hanzo is doing, you know, and the team may be involved in fights that they shouldn't be getting involved with and dying. So when the Hanzo actually does get a pick, it doesn't even make a difference. You know, and that, that's part of, that's part of the issue. I think a team that can work with a Hanzo, like I think well, you've played Hanzo with us or with me, I mean, before, and we haven't had an issue. When you get a pick, you get a pick. You say you got the pick, and we go in. But I have noticed that a lot of Hanzos don't, don't even aren't even on the microphone. If you'll notice, I don't ever say, I got a pick. It's one of my biggest pet peeves when someone goes, I got him, I got him, I got him. I'm like, no, you didn't. He's down. We yeah. got him. <laughs> You did not like it, even though Hanzo, I'm taking the full 100%, but it drives me nuts when people go, I got so and so, I got so and so. Just say he's down. Just say he's down. Dude, I don't care. Because most (laughs) of the time when they call it out, they're not even the one in the kill feed. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, most of the time I just hear the dink. Yeah. I say, we got to pick. You know, we got to pick. Go. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So and so's down. So and so's down. down. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. I, I get that. It can be annoying, but I, I usually don't care. I'm just kind of like, okay, you got him. <laughs> Praise <laughs> be to you. Yourself, bro. Yeah. yeah. Way but to go, I, buddy. So we're going to have this meta report in the uh, in the show notes, and it is just, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting uh, what you see. Um, there's also, there's a, uh, a category breakdown across all tiers. And in the U.S. and it's uh, the U.S. and the EU are almost identical. Like offense has high pick rates, uh, defense has low pick rates, tanks have a higher pick rate, and support have the highest. Whereas in Korea, the um, with Korea, 
it's almost even, but attack has the highest. Defense still pretty low. Tanks have the third highest, and support have the second highest. So looks like the Korean uh, players are definitely relying heavily on outputting damage and kills. You know, and I mean, actually, well, I think uh, you know we saw recently that you know play you don't have to play the current meta in order to win <laughs> right so yep. another example. i had the stupidest game today i mean oh, yeah? it was absurd oh temple no not temple of anubis uh numbani mm. we're on defense first i choose i choose monkey uh and then we have a may symmetra torb anna Roadhog. Mm. We held them to, like, they didn't even get the first tick. Then we still had a Torb on offense. Monkey. Reinhardt. I don't remember exactly, but it was, we had an attack Torb. We ended up winning. Mm. I mean, it was, it was ugly, but we ended up winning. Like, somehow. It's the dumbest thing ever. But we won, so I was like, whatever. Yeah, what you gotta do? <laughs> the whole team was complaining at the tour, but I was like, whatever. Yeah. But I bet he but felt really vindicated. We, we won, so whatever. <laughs> uh, let's get into this last topic, and then we'll get into the weekly updates, and then we'll wrap up. But uh, there was a forum post where there was a, car- a player who had on his main account, seasons one through five, he had 1,200 SR, plus or minus. So he was like right in the middle of bronze for five seasons. Gets a new account, and his placements for season six, he's at 2,600 SR. And that's just, you know... Once you're say- stuck in hell, you're stuck, man. Yeah, like, there, like there's tons of people who like to say there is no ego hell. Uh, there is, or there's no SR hell, and that, I'm sorry, but that's just not true, right? Now, I'm not going to say I'm stuck in it, or Bob's stuck in it, but the lower you are in Overwatch, even if you're a good player, the more difficult it is to pull out. Like, it is hard to get out of bronze, it's hard to get out of silver, because Overwatch is a team game, and a lot of the people who you are playing with, they don't improve. But they even if you're no improving as a character... Doing. You have to hard carry down there in order to in order to actually climb. Like it's very hard, it's, hard carry. Yeah. And just because you're you know, like you have to be exponentially better, right? To to hard carry that. So let's say you're in bronze and now you're actually playing at the level of a silver player. You it's gonna be very difficult for you to get out of bronze still. Extremely difficult. And that's where I was stuck at one season one, two, and three. Midway through season three, I got the second account and immediately placed in 2600s and was like, okay, I'm better at this game than I am. But I still wanted to get my main up. So getting that up, I, di- I, I, I devised a plan. I was like, all right, it's going to be me, Jack, Chase, and, and Mel Arena. Mel is going to lock in. Mercy, I'm going to lock in Ryan. Uh, Jack's going to lock in Diva, and Chase is going to lock in Soldier, some sort of DPS, maybe Tracer, whatever. And over one weekend, 
we actually got ourselves up from like 1700s up into platinum. Mm. Just right. doing that. Yeah, Bull Dioxa said, just learn Zarya, easy climb. Funny story. When I was, I, I don't, I, the lowest I think I've ever been was gold. I think like 2100 would be the lowest I've been. And the way I started, one of the reasons I play tank so much is because one of the way I developed, uh, the way I was able to get myself out of gold was to protect the idiots. I, okay. It doesn't matter that I'm killing other people. It doesn't matter that I'm getting damage. I just need to protect these idiots. So yeah, you're right. Zarya can, if you can learn Zarya and protect the other people on your team from dying, that would actually help you climb out of low elo very, very easily. Not easily, sorry, but more effectively. That is definitely true. That is why I play tanks so much. So there's some that can help, point. but without friends, it's gonna be a real tough road because you already have the lower MMR and you have to slowly work that up too. I mean, it's just it's a slog. It is forever to get get mine up, and there's many people that have that pretty much agree with this theory and so it's pretty well tested so yeah if you i mean if you want to place higher and you've been playing a ton and you've been stuck forever you probably will place quite a bit higher just because of your mechanical skill and your first uh your first placement games now you've got to do good in those first placement games you don't do good in them you're still going to be low that's the that's and that's what's scary about buying a new account. Like, do you buy it? Then you could have some major comp anxiety when you're going to do those <laughs> placements because you're like, okay, okay, I got to do good here. So, well, I would say buy it as your smurf, right? <laughs> buy it as your smurf, and then just play. You know that that's what I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if you get higher, you get higher. Yeah, if you get higher, you get higher. You know. So, all right, let's go ahead and move into weekly updates. Weekly updates. All right, so let's get into uh, actually a pretty big story for esports in general, and that's NRG. They signed a 17-year-old to 150k a year contract for Overwatch League. Bob, you were all over that. Why don't you take this one? I'm in the money. I got a lot of what it takes to get along. Yeah. I didn't mean sing a song. I mean, just talk about the topic. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Sinatra um, got lucky and uh, C9 and uh, NRG went into a little bit of a bidding war on him. And he racked his salary up to 150K and NRG got him. So 150, it's, uh, you know. 100k over the minimum 50k i've heard a lot of people say that everyone's gonna want want that now but everyone's not gonna get that no definitely not i want to know what siegel's gonna get if he decides to play for someone that could be interesting because not only is he really good but the bigger thing is he's huge he's a huge streamer he's got instant pop you popularity and he would instantly sell merchandise Hmm. and maybe even ticket sales plenty of of viewers i mean 
But this was pretty cool because this sets kind of like, uh, okay, you can get paid quite a quite a bit more because a lot of people seem to think that 50k was just what they were going to make. It seemed mm-hmm. like that. It seemed like that was a lot of people's assumptions. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't think all the teams are just going to go in at 50K. It's for, for the amount of money that these teams are putting into Overwatch League, it would be so easy for other teams to steal another player because, oh, you got 50K, we'll give you 60K here. That's not, in the grand scheme of things, that much money compared to the amount of money that I guess they're at least hoping to make. I mean, they're paying him 150K. They obviously think his value is 10 times more than that, you know, in terms of the amount of money that they are going to bring in for that but they ain't bad at 17 making 150k so oh man i grew up in the wrong time dude yeah i'm curious that's something i just thought about is i wonder you know like you know obviously blizzard is going to the blizzard thinks that overwatch league is going to be huge and these teams also think that overwatch league is going to be huge especially in the bigger markets because of the buy-in but traditionally speaking right like i can't really think of a sport uh, that Americans are really into that Americans don't dominate, right? I guess the, the, the biggest sport I would be able to think of would be soccer, right? That's then that even compared to football, baseball, basketball, uh, that is, it definitely has a lower viewership than those sports. But, and it's, yeah, I can see that. It, yeah, I'm just curious because I obviously make no mistake about it, like, like, even now, Koreans are dominating the, the, the you know Overwatch esports, and they're going to continue to do that for some time, uh, mainly because of how you know their culture toward esports and and digital digital uh, you know sports are, where you know a parent will actually encourage their child to practice to get involved in these things because they can make a living, whereas that's just getting started in the United States right now. Yeah, well, that's going to help 150K. That that uh, news story is definitely going to help. But, I mean, American teams are going to buy Korean players. That's true. That is definitely going to happen. I could say. If I could, it I hasn't could. already happened. I don't know a ton about this, the scene yet, and I'm just starting to get into the e, the esports side of it. This is going to be first first esport that I'm actually interested in. Right. So, I mean, that's that, but that will kind of, and we're going to get into that a little bit in a minute, but that, like, you know, Overwatch League, actually, might as well start talking about now. Overwatch League is forcing teams to rebrand locally. Uh, so, even if you had a team, like, I think the example they used in the article is Cloud Nine, that team is no longer going to be Cloud Nine. It's going to be London something, right? Uh, the London they, Cavalry. London Calvary, right? So, well, I don't know yet, but that's yeah, well, yeah, it's an example. That was my vote. That's an example. So, they're trying to localize the teams to make them appeal more to those the local bases. So, hopefully, the local bases will, you know, if you live in Los Angeles, you will buy the the Los Angeles teams merchandise and go to the Los Angeles teams games and stuff like that. But if you have, let's say, you know, what San Antonio is going to have a team, you said, Bob. Uh, no, uh, Dallas, Dallas, Austin, Austin, Dallas, Austin. So you have the Dallas Austin team. Well, let's say the roster, Dallas is, Austin douchebags. <laughs> the, the roster is like filled with like 
Korean players, right? That kind of kills your localization vibe right there. It, it's, it's, it, it is envious. Yeah. <laughs> it's team envious. Yeah, like that kind of kills the localization right there. It's like, you know, okay. I, know. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no Chiefs. I mean, I'm trying to think right now. I don't think any of the Chiefs currently are from Kansas City or the surrounding areas. But they're Americans. The, none of the stars. But they're Americans. <laughs> that America. is the difference. That they're, 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 they're Americans, you know. And a lot of the Korean players, like, they, you know, they speak English and stuff like that. But, you know, they get on a microphone after, after a victory and they start speaking in broken English. You know. I'd like to think that we have come further than that, though. At least with the younger generation. So, hopefully yeah. they won't care about that. Right. Now, Megatron, he brought up hockey. And he has a good point that... uh and the Twitch said, you know, hockey is a is an is a American is a sport that Americans watch, but isn't dominated by Americans. Is it dominated on, by Canadians? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, on about face va- at face value, you, there's not much difference between a between a Canadian and American. You know, at face value, and when they speak, there's not that big of a difference. Unless, unless they speak in French, that's a different story. But uh, even hockey is not that it's it's a bigger sport here, but it's not that big of a sport here. No, it's you know, not. It's not that big of a sport here. You know, I think um, I can't remember if the Devils are still having trouble in the new arena, but like a couple of years ago, the Devils were having trouble getting uh, tickets sold to their new arena under the Flyers. They had the Paris stuff down too. Like it's in some places in the United States, hockey is definitely bigger. You know, it but just because hockey is boring. Think hockey is boring? Oh, I don't think hockey is boring. I actually, fight. I. I don't think hockey's boring. I would watch hockey over baseball. Baseball yeah, I is watch hockey over baseball. so boring. <laughs> but I mean, I really don't like I really don't like any professional sports besides the NFL and the NFL is where it's at. The ultimate mm. team sport. Mm. Where you need mm. a full team just like Overwatch to dominate. Can't you just do. bring LeBron in and Win championships. You need well, a full team. <laughs> Apparently, you still can't bring LeBron in and win championships because he didn't win this year. He's old, man. He's getting older, <laughs> man. Guys, you can't win forever. Uh, Unless yeah, he, you're Jordan. Yeah, not even Jordan. With the help of Scotty Pippen. Mm. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, you know, that you, you brought up a good point that, yes, they can bring in Korean players and, you know, uh, players from places that can dominate. But it's just kind of like I don't, I don't. I think that would kind of kill the localization vibe. Like you know that those human interest stories they're gonna like to do, or they're gonna want to do, or they're gonna be doing during Overwatch League. I, I can almost guarantee you're gonna see tons of those all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look like at no. so and so giving back to the community. Yeah, or like oh look at this, this he had this rough childhood, blah blah blah. This that and the other waterworks. You know, like it's it's yeah they're gonna be doing that a lot. Because uh, that's what you, it was funny because ESPN was doing that when they were showing Street Fighter at, on ESPN for Evo. <laughs> and I just much rather like I just much rather watch the Twitch stream because while ESPN was doing these human interest pieces on these players, 
on the Twitch stream, the commentators were getting into technical details about the fight that just happened, mm-hmm. why the person won, why the other person, what the other person should have did, and then they get into the next fight that's about to happen, who they think is going to win, why they did that, and get into the history of those two players. Not just the history of them individually, but the history of those two players p- playing against each other. You know? Which is much more appealing. Yes, exactly. Much more appealing than human interest pieces. So, I mean, I do hope uh, it's a pipe dream, but I don't think Overwatch is going to do that. They're going to try to appeal to a mass, to a, to a broad audience, and you know that's what they do. Like if you think about the Olympics, right? Like the Olympics, how much technical detail do they get into some of these sports? Which is actually pretty interesting. Um, they don't. They just do human interest pieces. You know that that's what they do between yeah. between games or between events. So, but it's whatever. But yeah, I just uh, that was. I'm sorry. That was just an off the cuff thought that I had. Is like how are they gonna how are they gonna handle that? Like you know, or for now, like the Americans won't be dominating because that's just that's just a fact of the matter for now. But as esports grows bigger, becomes more acceptable, and parents are saying like, "Wow, you can pay for your entire college education." You know, with one year of mm-hmm. playing this game, you know. Plus, uh, there's going to be college scholarships eventually. Actually, it's, right now there's college scholarships in certain places, yep. so it's going to be it's going to be way more acceptable. And then I think we're going to start to see more of a balance between Korean teams and American teams. Um, another weekly update: Diva got buffed. Uh, they apparently, I'm actually, I'm just going to open up the forum post here, but I think it was Jeff Johns, no Jeff Goodman. Uh, he responded to some feedback about D.Va. He says, uh, thanks for the comprehensive feedback. The missiles were just a bit too strong at their previous values, especially considering how you can fly and shoot at the same time. Even at the reduced value, they still pose a serious threat if you can land the majority of them on a single target, especially when used in combination with her weapons and flight. That said, there's another change coming to the PTR, maybe tomorrow. That will help her out quite a bit. The defense matrix regeneration rate is increasing by 25%. This lets her generally use DM more often while still keeping the new two-second cap on a single use. If you get the chance, please try it out. Uh, this new change and let us know how she feels. Both playing as her both playing as her and as well against her. Ideally, she still feels a lot less oppressive to fight against, but gains more flexibility in how often she can use it for both keeping herself alive as well for teammates. Look, I mean, I think this is a good, uh, a, a decent middle ground, I should say, because she still can't completely swallow a soldier alt, right? Or a Pharah alt. But Reaper. make no mistake, that defense matrix recharging fast like that or faster is still going to make her just as oppressive. Yep. You know, she'll as still far be as firing into the chokes and all that. Yep. yep. It will. Is she's just impressive. <sighs> I think the, and now she the, got missiles with it. The way the numbers are going to work, uh, I think now her nerf is only twenty five percent, basically. Yeah, you're right, Bob. Like she can, she can now she can put the matrix up and fire back at you to make you go away. She can make you go away as she has the matrix up. So, pff, soldier up mains that were upset that she could swallow your alt. You can still do your move, at least half of it, because she'll swallow half of it up for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. And then make sure you dodge your rockets, and bro. And it's it's weird because I haven't had a whole lot of problems with divas, uh, the last few days. Uh, but I hope the 
the, the meta is like shifting quite a bit. I've seen so many Reinhardts. I mean, so many Reinhardts. I've seen Arissa's, a lot more of them than I was. I've than seen, I was seeing. I've seen a ton of Roadhogs. Yeah, I've definitely seen Reinhardts crazy. more. I've definitely seen Reinhardts more. I've been seeing Reinhardts in response to the Orissa torbjorn combination on Horizon. I've been seeing that a lot. Because that is a really fucking annoying combination. Yeah. That really is. Well, and I've also, I think, I've seen a lot less Divas because there's been a lot more Zarya's. So, yeah. Pee on them out of those mechs, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Diva was very oppressive when you're playing Dive. But you're not playing dive like and you're using a zarya it seems that you know it's not real smart for them to use her right that's what i was saying the whole time though <laughs> right i, I know mean, like, i know you yeah i mean you i mean you made a good point but the meta was dive so she was oppressive <laughs> that was that, yeah that's the thing like this this is gonna be an oppressive thing like reinhardt is you got your tracer that she can shut down completely and you got your genji who she shuts shuts down you got the soldier who she shuts down yeah, like but, if you're a soldier, if you're uh, a soldier, a Farah is a little different because a Farah, even though I, I'll say even Farah, if you're a Zarya, you wait until Diva was out of mech and you wait to Reinhardt's shield was down. If Arissa's on the field, it's still kind of a problem because she regen- she gets her cooldown for her shield so fast, she just plop another one out while you. Uh, you know, yep. while you while you're uh, shooting at her, so yeah, that's with her you have to thing. wait till she puts the shield down, then get behind her, basically. Yeah, that or kill her. You know, but that's the thing; it's always going to be oppressive tanks. Like just because you shoot a bullet doesn't mean it should hit the target. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta yeah. work for that. You gotta work for that. But that was my main point with the diva nerf. Like I didn't think it was necessary because you you use Zarya. To get her out of mech, or you you focus her down and get her out of mech, and this so far this season before her nerfs come, people have been doing a great job of that. So we'll see, but they're they're still gonna push the nerfs down. It's too late, right? People cry for too long. It's gonna happen, and we get to, to be a little bit more active. So mm. be fun for it'll be fun for Diva mains, I think. Right. So we'll see. A lot uh, more they, fun than holding the right click. Yeah. So uh, an issue that has come up before and is starting to crop back up again is hit registration. It never really went away, but people didn't talk about it that much. Now lots of people are talking about it, mainly for Doomfist and Widowmaker. There are videos and uh, screenshot and screenshots and, and analysis of Widowmaker clearly getting shots on a target and that damage not registering on the target. And Doomfist, there are clear indications of him not getting registration on yeah, certain we, characters or not on certain characters, but in certain situations. I didn't play the Widowmaker, but I played doom a fair amount in different game types. Uh, not a whole ton in comp. I played him a little bit in comp on certain uh, King of the Hills, but uh, I played him a ton in, uh, in, in death match. And I'm missing a lot of hits that I feel like I should have hit. Right. And I know they supposedly fixed it, but it seems like they over fixed it and broke it again mm. in the opposite direction. But then again, I, I didn't play a ton of him before, so I don't really know. I just know some of them. I'm like, what? I swore I just hit him. I still get hit with him sometimes where I can clearly see he was like to the left or the right of me, but I still get hit, especially if it's a kill. 
where I can look at the kill feed and see that oh, the kill feed, but the kill cam and see that he actually did not hit me. So I, 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 I think the problem you're experiencing. I, I'm not sure if they actually fixed the hit box yet or not, but I think they the problem you're experiencing. Yeah, the problem that you're experiencing that seems like a like you know like a drop packet latency type of issue, netcode issue, to me, right? Where it looks like you should be hitting the character and you're not. So. I don't, I don't know. know. I just but, go right past him, and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, but I would definitely keep an eye on that. Finally, uh, coming soon, maybe even tomorrow, or what, by the time this podcast releases, um, there is a uh, Roadhog comic coming out. Actually, I think it says Roadhog and Junkrat. However, Roadhog's on the cover, and Roadhog, it's the, they released two pages of it. Roadhog's on the cover, and Roadhog is the only person I see in the comic so far. I'm interested in seeing Roadhog in a comic, not so much in Junkrat. Junkrat as a character does not interest me. His story <laughs> does not seem interesting. Uh, Roadhog is a different story because Roadhog was a resistance fighter. He was a resistance leader when the, uh, during the Omnic Crisis in Australia. And then because of the, uh, you know, there was that, that explosion at the Omnic, uh, I forget what they called it, but like at the, like where they built Omnics that basically laid waste to Australia. And he kind of blamed himself for it. Like he snapped when that happened. Like, cause it, it was kind of his fault for that happening, right? Like he was trying to save Australia, ends up destroying Australia. You know, um, it was also kind of, it's also really fucked up that the, government decides to give Australia to the Omnics when people are living there. <laughs> you know? Not cool. <laughs> not cool at all. So Roadhog is an interesting character because he's definitely a good guy that is now, that has snapped because of what happened. You know, like, that, I, that interests me. That's, that's what Roadhog interests me, but I guess yeah. for me, I like him as a tandem because uh, Junkrat is Jay and Roadhog is Silent Bob. You know, like they just go together and Junkrat's the mouthy, like flamboyant dude and uh, Roadhog's the like kind of quiet, somber dude. And it just, they just fit together. I think they fit together fine, especially as a comedic pair. But I'm so, like I just it's the story of Roadhog that interests me, not the story of Junkrat. I could care less what happens to Junkrat. I could care less where he came from. You know, people are like, "Well, I want to hear about how he lost his arm or how he lost his leg." How the fuck do you think he lost it? He jumps on <laughs> explosives. <laughs> he blew himself up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how do you think he lost it? <laughs> it's not rocket science, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Roadhog is definitely a, a different story. So I, I, I'm curious. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I do believe that this comic is going to lead into Junkertown's release, and. That is, you know, that's going to be pretty awesome. Um, Speaking I am of Junkertown, did you play it? I did play Junkertown. I <clears throat> played it quite a bit, and I like it. I don't like the look of it. I don't like the aesthetic because I love it. the I don't like the aesthetic because it reminds me. And, and don't get me wrong, I love TF2, 
But it just they it looks like Team Fortress. The aesthetic of of of, of Jungletown looks like Team uh, Fortress. I didn't play and a lot of Team Fortress. I didn't necessarily like that. However, I love the map design. If they took that map design, like the actual layout of the map, and put a different put it into different setting, I'd be in love with that map. This is this feels like one of the most complex maps that they have. Tons of so high ground. Complex. I got lost. Tons. Yeah, like tons of high ground in this map, in this game. Oh, no, sorry, in this game, but in this, uh, in this map. And uh, most of the high ground is on the side of the defenders. So the defenders are going to have some high ground. Also, long sight lines for Widowmaker and Anna. Really? Like, in open areas, like that first point, I mean, set up with a Reinhardt and a Bastion what the heck are you going to do like I, I was going to bring that up we bad. we successfully were able to keep um keep a few teams in their base because everybody's like, getting up front and you got all the high ground it's it's going to well, be weird we're going to have to figure out how to play it but it's going to be weird but one before the, i forget yeah, it's ahead. fallout that's what it reminds me of Oh, yeah. It doesn't look as shitty as Fallout. I will say that. It is definitely prettier and more brown. Yeah. I, uh, the fall, I stopped playing Fallout because I'm like, I just, the gameplay isn't engaging enough to distract me from this shit show that I see. <laughs> so, like, I, I had to stop playing Fallout. Story. But, uh, yeah, the, Junker Town, I really enjoy the layout. Like you're right, the beginning is tough because you have a, a Roadhog and a Roadhog, so yeah, a, a Reinhardt and a, and a Bastion toward the front. You got a Widow sitting in the back making picks. You know, it's so a if they, huge map, man. Yeah, so if they bring out, if they bring out like a Pharaoh or something like that, she's like she's taken out. You know, it's 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 really going to be interesting. Then when you get into actual Junker Town, it switches from being wide open. You still have those sight lines. But now it's a tight, confined space on the bottom where you have to move the payload. But up yeah, top, you still, like, there's going to be so many fights for high ground. And there's so much high ground to cover. <laughs> you know? So I, I think it's interesting. And both once you get inside, you have to... It's all about those curves. Like, you you go around the one... In, in, the, in the second phase, you go around that curve. It's just one huge curve you go around. And you get to the third phase. And the third phase also won another big curve. I really... Really like how that map is is laid out. They're getting. I think they're starting to get away from babying the players so much with map design and getting into more complex map design. It's really cool. I, I do like it. So uh, looking interesting. For, I'm actually looking forward to Junkertown coming out. It's gonna really suck during comp at first when it comes out. To be honest with you, because it is a complex map and there's a lot of people who even after having weeks on it, won't know how to play it that well. So, it's all good. All right, so I think it's going to wrap us up. I just want to remind everyone that we do live stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or at least we try to do so. Um, Bob, you have an announcement you want to bring up? Yeah. Uh, so, I used to play in the Cow League, the Cow League Minutemen. It's the tournament that used to happen every Friday, and you just go show up by yourself, get in a big old pool, and then they they randomly split you up into teams of six. Um, it turns out 
Well, okay, so they changed it to Thursday nights, which I can't do. So I stopped going, but I found out that just recently, about you know three or four weeks ago, they switched it back to Friday nights. So score. Uh, so I was just wanting to point the 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 listeners over to a place where they can compete with high level players, like lots of top five hundreds, masters, grand masters play. Everybody's everyone's super nice. You can learn a lot there. I've learned a ton there. Uh, throughout the different seasons, and uh, you can just go to their 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 Discord, which is discord.gg/cowleague, and from there, there there's inf- there's an information chat channel at the top that you can get all the Im- the information that you need to compete. They also do team stuff, but you have to have a team for that. Uh, but for Minutemen, I'm also going to be in the the Minutemen Invitational this weekend, which is all top five f- top 500 get in automatically, but then anyone who won who won Minutemen who also placed in Diamond at least once in the last three seasons gets to compete also. So I'm in it. And I'm on a team with five 4K people, so that's going to be interesting for me. I'm going to be playing Lucio, so wish me luck and check it out on twitch.tv slash softlock. Slash softlock. That's S-O-F-T-L-O-C-K-E. All right, don't embarrass me, Bob. I'll try not to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we stream every Tuesday night 9 p.m. EST on twitch.tv slash smash those buttons. Uh, we also want to hear your Overwatch stories, so definitely send those over to us. You know, happy, sad. The, the uh, crossover sent out that the, the, what we talked about earlier, his experience. That was an Overwatch story. So, you know, whatever you got, you know, tell us about your experiences in Overwatch so we could talk about them on the show. Uh, we do have a PS4 and Xbox One club. Uh, they're both titled Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. I will probably be doing my placements on Xbox very soon, uh, sometime this week, hopefully. And, uh, you know, then I can start climbing up the Xbox ranks again. And we also have a Discord, which I mentioned earlier, is discord.me slash smash those buttons. Just hop on over to Discord. Doesn't matter what platform you play on. And, you know, come chat with us throughout the week, you know, after the show, before the show. And uh, come and have a good time. Always like to hear bring up Heroes of Overwatch as well. Uh, they are a Facebook group that has a community of players from all different platforms. So no matter where you play, you can find somebody to play with there if you want to. Uh, they also have the dankest of the memes. So as always, thank you for listening. You can catch us on the following platforms. iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Google Oh, sorry, um, Google Play Music, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, SoundCloud, Podbean, and we do have an RSS feed for those of you who have a different podcatcher. Links are available for each platform right on the Mashes Buttons website. You can keep up with Watchpoint Radio at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. You can also keep us up with us at twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and YouTube dot com slash mash those buttons uh bob where can they find you you can find me on twitter at blazon underscore bob that's b-l-a-z-z-i-n underscore b-o-b you can find me on twitch at 
Blazing Bob. All right. You can find me at underscore jaw underscore. Yeah. So underscore J A underscore. Sorry about that. Uh, as always, we want to hear from you guys. So, you know, you can reach us at WPR at mash or you just reach out to us on the Twitter or comment on the website, Facebook, SoundCloud, wherever. And we, you know, we will try to get back to you. We, you know, if you bring something up, we'll see if we can bring it on the show, but we definitely love hearing from you guys. So definitely reach out. If you have something to say, comments about the show, something we talked about, whatever. So we thank everybody who usually uh, keeps in contact with us. If you enjoyed the show and want to help us out, there's a couple ways to do that. The best way you can do that is to actually share the show with others and uh, also to rate and review the show on your platform of choice. Uh, we always appreciate when we see those uh, ratings and review go up. Uh, I know right now we typically read from iTunes for the most part, but I'm working on a way to get to see more of our reviews from across other platforms. So the ratings and the reviews really do help us, and we really appreciate everybody who takes the time to write those. Even if I fuck up your name a little bit, I'm really sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> if you if you want to support us, that is a great way to do so. Uh, also. We do have merchandise you can purchase if you uh, wanna wanna rock some Watchpoint Radio merch. We got mugs, we have T-shirts. It's got the Watchpoint Radio logo on the front, and it says the meta is not gospel on the back. So you will be official in the Church of Jah once you have those. So, uh, but yeah, thanks to everybody who's purchased merch so far. We really appreciate it. Uh, you guys should check out mashthosebuttons.com slash shows to see the rest of our shows that we have available on Mash Those Buttons. Destiny 2 is actually out tonight uh, if you pre-ordered. So you should, might want to check out the latest in orbit, but we also have Double Tap for the fighting game community, WoW Talk for General World of Warcraft, while we have the Torn and the Goblin for World of Warcraft story and lore. And we also have the guys who do Sip Rip Radio which is the division they recently actually are going to have a special edition destiny episode where they explain the story of destiny to one of their co-hosts who have never played it before uh so that's going to be out today like when you're listening to this it's going to be out today so uh as always like i said thank you for guys for listening and we will catch you next week oh job i'm gonna get so embarrassed in this tournament i'll just try to keep it under control I'll just I'll just play Mercy, I guess. Whatever makes you comfortable, Bob. <laughs> <laughs>